Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Let me show you Ephesians 1 and 3. Go there. I'm going to mess this whole thing up today, so let's just get there. Okay? Ephesians 1 and 3, okay? King James, let's stay there. So, right, Ephesians 1 and 3. You're going to take notes today because you're going to go back over these things, right? Okay. God said, now we're talking about the blessing, all right? Now, you understand what the blessing is. The blessing of Abraham is what we're talking about. We're going to read it in Galatians, but I want you to see Ephesians 1 3. Ephesians 1 3 says this. Okay, God blessed us. She'll put it up there. Once she puts it up there, you read it off the screen. I'm going to read it, right? And then we're going to read it. Ephesians 1 3 talks about how God has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Blessed be the God. Blessed be. Now, blessed don't mean blessed. Blessed means empower to prosper, okay? So he empowered you to prosper, okay? Now, prosper just ain't money. Prosper is every area of your life. Amen? So, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So, we've been blessed with blessings. You know what I'm saying? So, every blessing in that Bible is yes and amen. You got it. You got that? Every, everyone, yes and amen. Did you get that? Come on, zoom in. and you get it? All right, blessed be. I can do 10 things at once. This is where ADD comes in handy. Come on, somebody. Amen? It's reverse. You just reverse it. You guys got to catch up tonight. You, laugh, you got to laugh a little bit. All right. Somebody's like, I might never come back here. It's okay. You're going to remember me later and want to come back. I'm telling you. You got it? So Ephesians 1, 3 said, blessed, uh, we're half. Half blessed us. Not going to bless us. You have been blessed. You got every blessing that God ever said. Well, where is it? It doesn't look like it's in my life. A lot of them aren't in your life physically. They're in your life spiritually. See, this is what God understand. Well, where's heavenly places? Colossians 1.27. Just write this down. You don't have to go there. Next place I need us to go is Galatians 3.13 in the King James. But I need you to understand this. Just write this down. Colossians 1.27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay? So where's these heavenly places in you? So your spiritual indwelling has everything you need within your spirit. You're perfect. A third of you is perfect. God never speaks to you any other place but in the spirit. Never. That's why when you go to pray and it looks like you're losing, God never goes, oh, we're going to lose this one. Why don't you pack it in? He never talks like that because he only talks to you in your spirit. You ever have God ever speak to you something and he talks to you, My, you know, like Gideon, mighty man and woman of valor. You're like, who are you talking to? I'm freaking out. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, God, I scare you. Man of God. You're like, man of God. What'd you say? <laughs> What? No, he's looking for you. He's talking to you about your spiritual place of power, but he's not talking to you in the natural. He's talking to you in your spiritual condition. He never talks to you anywhere else because that's the only place God lives. He doesn't live in your emotions. He understands your emotions, but he doesn't live in your emotions. He understands your mind, but he doesn't live in your mind. He lives in your spirit. That's why when he speaks to you, he speaks to you in your spirit. That's why he talks big all the time. He talks victory all the time. He talks winning all the time. He talks favor all the time. He talks the blessing all the time. He talks to you in your spiritual condition. When you're walking through natural stuff, God's oblivious to it. He understands it. He's compassionate, but he does not speak to you from it. So that means we live in a spirit realm because we're spirit beings. Now here's the big part. But everything we look at around us seems more real than the spirit realm we are living in. 
And the hardest thing, I'm going to show you, and this is where this stuff goes, you know, a little. Everybody in this world, Christianity, is, is talking like this, woo, life, but I'm living in a natural life. So even though all this stuff's cute, how do I get out of this dimension and live in another dimension? Because this other dimension is supposed to be more real than the physical dimension I'm in. But boy, this physical dimension sure feels a whole lot more real than that spiritual dimension. So how do I live this day? Because natural stuff looks more real than all this pie-in-the-sky stuff you're telling me from this Bible preacher. Let's just be straight. Let's stop playing games and be straight, man, and stop acting like we're all spiritual in here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm a new creature in Christ, and I got victory, and, uh, and I got all this stuff. I feel like quitting, bro. <laughs> I don't want to do this no more. How you get off? <laughs> I remember when I was with the kids, you know, they always, oh, man, wait, you better get ready. They take you on these rides you don't want to go on. And as a parent, you, you think it's cute, you know, when you go there, like, oh, God, they'll leave me alone. Let's just get in the line. And you get in the line. And then they bring me on something like, what is this machine I'm getting ready to put myself in and strap myself and go 100 minutes? Oh, Daddy, it's good. It's called, like, you know, it's great. It's called the thrill of death. It's going to be great. We're going to flip you upside down, and you're going to be, like, blowing out all over, and you're going to feel like you're dropping 90 million. It's great. And you signed up for this. Bad enough, you paid for this. <laughs> and you're going... Oh, okay, great. And you get in, and you remember when they, it's all cute till they strap you in and click, clink, and you can't go nowhere. You're like stuck. You're like, oh my God. And this thing's going to flip you around like a wacko, man. And you're like, what am I, what do I, I didn't sign up for this. I thought we were just going to go and chill out and have a nice calm day. No, there's nothing calm about this. This is like Christianity. Hey, I thought we, okay, we get saved. Okay, I'm down with saved. We go to heaven. We have peace. This is going to be good following Jesus, and everything's going to be, this is great. We have peace, and we got joy, and great, and things are going to work out great. Okay, I signed up for the Jesus thing. And then all of a sudden, he forgot to tell you all the hell you got to walk through to have this thing called heaven and the earth. And now we got to start working on principles, and there's all this other stuff, and now to fight a faith, a fight, fight a faith. I didn't know there was a fight. Where's the fight? We got to fight for our faith, and what's great? Where was that? They didn't have that on the disclaimer when you walk down the aisle to get saved. Because when you came to church, it was like, oh, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, blessed say. How's that Raymond? You know, Raymond was cute. We, I have decided to come to Jesus. I have decided. They play the music, and here they come. I was like, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. I was in the balcony. Look at him. Here they come. I was wondering. I have decided to come to Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. They're like, yay. I'm like, let's see if that joker makes it to next month. Because you were one. You know what I'm saying? It's cute, right? Signing the roll. Man, if I would have known what I was signing, bro, I would have left. Because I didn't know. You know what I'm saying. This ain't always easy. It's not always simple. And, you know, you watch some of these guys and they tell you, everything I do is great. Man, will somebody tell me what's up? No, you got to fight. You feel like there's something wrong with you because your brand of Christianity doesn't look like it comes as easy as everybody told you it was going to be. I'm here to tell you there ain't nothing easy about this. Ain't nothing easy about this. And all these people are going to come tell you, whoo, you know, my life is great. Then you ain't got one promise you're hanging on to. 
you ain't hanging on to nothing. You just live in status quo Christianity, going from the next whatever and the next whatever. Once you start grabbing onto some promises, once you start grabbing onto some vision, once you start grabbing onto some dreams, once you start grabbing onto some stuff, once you start grabbing on this stuff, woo, I'll tell you what's going to start happening. You're going to have to start pressing through some stuff. You're going to have to push through some stuff. You're going to second guess what you believe when you first believed it. But I promise you this, if you just keep hanging on and don't let go and don't cave in and don't quit, you're going to see this word work because this word's got to work no matter what you think, no matter what you feel, no matter what you see, it's got to be. It's got to be. But I'm telling you, this ain't for the faint of heart. I'm not trying to make it like, oh, you know, this should make you feel good because the Bible says everything you're going through, everybody in this room is going through, but nobody wants to say it. I won't let you, no, it's okay. I already said it for everybody, so just go like this. Praise God, I'm in good company. You're in the pressing and the pushing and you're going to make it. Now, look what it says in Galatians 3.13, because this is important, okay? Now, we're going to look at Galatians 3.13. I want you to, Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Remember that? For it is written, curses everyone are hanging on a tree. So Jesus took the curse so we could take on the blessing. Remember that? 14. Now, look at verse 14, because verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham. Now, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this blessing of Abraham? Jesus went on the cross to give us the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is Abraham's covenant with God. Fancy terminology for Ephesians 1.3. All blessings in Christ have been given to you because of what Abraham did with his faith. So does that make sense? Does that make sense? Seriously, if it don't make sense, say it don't make sense. Do you got it? So Abraham believed God. You understand? Abraham believed God. And when Abraham believed God, God said, okay, good. You believe me? I'm going to give you the promises. Now, that doesn't mean they come autopilot. You have to have the one thing to exchange for what God said you can have. It's called faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. Without faith, God can't. And I'm going to say that again. Well, how come he just does stuff? He can do miracles whenever he wants, but the believer is not to live by miracles. You understand that? The believers are to live by faith. So if miracles happen for somebody, you can get the same thing a miracle happened in somebody's life with your faith. They don't tell you this when you first start out, though. You see everybody getting miracles. You're like, what about me? What am I, like a dud? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Tell the truth, man. Stop lying in here. Guy down the block gets blessed. You're like, you're like yeah, praise God. <laughs> first couple times, it was cute. After about 10, I was like, yeah, whatever. Do something for me, Jesus. <laughs> Nobody, you guys, all the front row tells the truth. The slower you get to the back, y'all lie. I'm just kidding. Come on, like, is it? You tell me it was. Be honest. You know, first couple months of church, like, oh, praise God! I want to testify. You, somebody gets blessed. You're like, yes, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, amen. Y'all happy, right? After about six months of this, and nothing's happening for you, Sister Mary wants to get up and testify. You feel like throwing your shoe at her. <laughs> I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed and excited. God did it. You're like, yeah, like whatever. Sister Mary, why don't you shut up? <laughs> Tired of hearing about you all this stuff. Where's my stuff? That's what you're thinking, and some of you are saying it. It's okay, I'll tell on yourself, and you can repent in the car ride home. But, and you're going through like, this ain't easy. But you still rejoice, and you still learn, and you still start understanding. Like, you know, remember that? Everybody went to the marriage seminar. We went to the marriage seminar. Ooh, we went to the marriage seminar. And you're not going to believe what happened. we got a miracle in our marriage. Oh, good. They testify now. You're like, we went to the marriage seminar. We fought in a car ride coming and fought on a car ride going home. Hallelujah. I'm a failure. 
I'm funny. It's true, right? Give me a high five. Come on, baby. Woo! It's true. Like, how was the how was the marriage seminar for you? I'm surprised we're not divorced. Hallelujah, amen. Look, it sounds funny, but you know what I mean. You press through obstacles. Look, the, the book ain't over just because one season of life ain't looking too good. Chill out. That's how you get a testimony. You got to go through some stuff. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, what? Well, no, it wasn't great. Okay, what do I do? Now, here's the thing. Stop looking at what's seen. That's what I'm trying to get you to. He starts talking about this blessing Abraham. He said, the blessing Abraham. So what's this blessing? So the blessing Abraham is Deuteronomy 28. Just don't go there. Take notes. Deuteronomy 28 says, you bless in the city, you bless in the field, you bless when you come, you bless when you go, you blessed all day long. The Galatians says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. You got to have faith for this stuff. Now, listen, you didn't just start. Now, watch this now. Well, I believe by faith when I received Jesus. Yes, you did. But the same faith you believed through receiving is the same faith you got to receive promises with. And without faith, you don't get them, even though they're laid up for you. So now I got to start asking myself, hmm, if I want to see some of this stuff that God said I can have, I got to have faith to exchange to get it because God can't do it without my faith in it. And that's where we start going, hey, what's going on? Because now my senses seem so real, I don't know whether I'm coming or going with this stuff because it seems like the reality of what I'm living in don't look like the faith I'm believing for. And I'm going to show you how to live outside the realm of the senses I'm going to punch the devil right in the face today. He's flipping out in hell, and it's good for him. Because what happens? Because, see, here's the thing. Even though we're faith people, we live by our senses so much, it's dangerous. And we don't understand it, and nobody really shows us, and I want us to get faith in the right tense, meaning like we talked about. What does that mean? Tense, like past tense, present tense, right tense. I think faith is important in Disney. It's a little deep for, like, some, some it's like, just coming in, so you're going to have to track me. Because when I start talking about tense, I don't want to lose you. But I think the biggest thing with faith is, well, I got it. Well, if you got it, give it to me. See, this is a problem with church. We talk like, we didn't teach people right. Well, I got it. Well, if you got it, let me have some. See, this is what it is, right? What does everybody do? They pray. You go, oh, I got it. Okay, you got to give it to me. Well, where is it? See, we don't understand this lingo. I'm being, and now listen, I'm not, I'm not messing up your faith. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help a lot of people in this building today. This is what we do, right? So let's just say we use money because money's simple. I can't explain anything else. Or you say, what, you got a bike? Okay, you got a bike. I got a bike. I got a bike. A pedal bike? Yeah. I believed when I said when I prayed. Good. You got, I got it. Good. Then let me borrow it. Where is it? I don't have it. Well, I thought you told me you got it. So if you got it, let me have it. I told Paul this morning, right? Paul was sitting here with Karen. I said, hey, I believe God for 100 grand. Paul hears me believe God for 100 grand. He goes, can I have 10 grand when you get your 100 grand? No problem. Paul will be over. When I'll drop it off. In the, I'll wrap it in a stack, and I'll bring it to you in the bag. I go in, I pray. I got it. What's Paul going to do? Well, where's my 10 grand? Uh, well, I got it. It's in a mysterious world. It's somewhere else. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere, but I could. No, well, no, no, you don't have it. You don't have it yet. You believe you received but you haven't received it yet. And the biggest problem with people is they think they got it, and then when it doesn't look like what they think they got ain't working, they quit on what they thought they received. I'm gonna put your faith in the right tense today. I'm telling you, I'm gonna make your life easy because you're gonna start documenting stuff. You're gonna start giving me a time in the day that you believe you received. I'm gonna show you this now. 
Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures. You're going to pull these in, okay? Am I, am, am, am I losing anybody? Now, listen, if I'm losing you, just say, hey, slow this down. You can tell me this. this I'm not trying to, I, you're very smart. You people are very smart, and I love you. I want you to get this more than I want to breathe. I traveled the world watching people believe in things from God that God can't give them because they don't have faith to exchange it. Wrote a book about it. Broke my heart. Everywhere I watch people waiting for promises. They don't have faith for it. They don't have the exchange. And that's not God being mean. God can't because faith's the only thing that pleases him. God's greatest desire is just to be believed. And people just don't know how to do it. And I didn't know how to do it either. And you're waiting for stuff to come to pass. You think time. Time changes nothing. Time changes nothing. Time changes nothing. Truth changes time. Doesn't get better just because I sit here. It gets worse most of the time. Time doesn't change anything. Truth changes time. And if you get the truth, I could change my tomorrow. Somebody's got to give me truth. I'm going to show you how to do it. Now watch, because we're going to start seeing something about this stuff, because sometimes this stuff gets a little wild, and we don't know how to do it, okay? So write these notes down, and I, and I get excited about it because I want you to get it, okay? Is that cool? Now I want you to look at these things, okay? Now look at Hebrews 11.1 1 in the King James, all right? Just look at Hebrews 11.1. Y'all know this stuff. Faith don't come by what you heard. Faith comes by hearing. Come on, you got to keep doing this. You got to keep doing one down. I'll do this one day, and a light bulb will go on. You didn't get something for 20 years, Okay? Now watch this, now faith. Everybody gets excited about the now. Okay, everybody, now faith. It ain't now, it ain't faith. I understand that, but let's just say this. Faith brings it into the now. Now this is what you got to see here. Now I don't want to lose you, so let me go to this. So let's lose the now for a minute, because now probably wasn't in the original the way it was. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Did you get that? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. By it, we understand the elders obtained a good report. We understand that the world was framed by the word of God. Okay? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now watch this. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Amen, so he's saying, what do you mean? He's saying the stuff you see was not made from the things that seem like to be which do appear. So what's he talking about? He's talking about faith made everything that you see appear in the natural. Faith materialized it. Beliefs. And beliefs, and faith is simply what you believe. You've already been here with me. I'm talking about faith for the blessing. Faith for the favor. Faith for the miraculous. Faith for all of it. Faith. Now watch this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of not seeing things not seen. Faith, faith brings the promise into the now. You understand this? But I got to get you to change what you're looking at because we live too much in our senses to tell us whether this stuff's working or not. And because of it, we determine whether God is doing anything based upon sense knowledge and not faith insight. And instead of going like, well, you know what? See, look, man, you can't, you just want to say, I'll show you in the Bible. But what we're basically saying is this, you can't look at it and tell me, ooh, that's what it is. No, what you see is temporal, subject to change. But if I don't know what material that can change it, I'm stuck in only what I see. And if I don't know how to use the force faith, this is what I love about the force faith. This is what I believe. Faith must use its force in the right tense. Because watch this. Now, let me just give it to you earlier, okay? If I believe, the Bible even says in Romans, what good is hope when a man has received what he's hoping for? 
you don't need hope no more. The pressure of faith is relieved off of the promise the moment the promise appears. Why are we taking the pressure of faith off the promise? Because we have, now I'm going to show you something here. Now just stay with me. Because what we're doing is this. I think we're not keeping faith in the right tense. This is not a play on words, guys. This is a reality of you constantly releasing faith every given moment of your life until the promise materializes in your life. It's really good because nobody talks like this. And I'm not trying to be, because we're saying, I got it. Well, give me it. And then you're going to be called a jerk because I'm pushing you to a place like, well, give me it. And you're like, what a jerk you are. Aren't you supposed to be helping me? Yeah, I'm trying to help you. See, if we keep it in the right tense, I'm going to keep your faith released until that promise shows up. And the work isn't now, oh, God, you got to see this. I hope you're getting this. I know you are. It never takes the pressure off the promise to produce, and that's exactly what God wants. Because it constantly, each and every time you think about it, puts you back activating that promise of God, and you don't quit on it, and you don't stop. I'm going to show you. Well, if you got it, or if you got it, then what do you do with your faith? Your faith's finished. But what am I doing is I'm trying to get it from one dimension, the spiritual dimension, the Ephesians 1.3, over to a natural dimension, and that might take a little bit of time. But the only way to get it from the dimension of the spirit into the dimension of the natural is I must use the element of faith. But if I don't know how faith works, I cross-circuit it and stop it from doing its job because we run around, I got it. Well, if you got it, give it to me. I'm going to show you how to do it. I know it seems a little weird. It's not weird. Just pay attention. Pay attention to what I'm telling you. You're going to see this thing today. I'll make sure you won't leave the building without receiving it. Okay? Just write the notes down. You got that? Okay. Come over here with me and just look at it. Let's go look at 2 Corinthians. You can look at everything in the King James will be easier. Let's look at 2 Corinthians Go to 2 Corinthians 4.13. Everybody just go there. Just write these scriptures down. We're going to go over it and over and over it to get it. 2 Corinthians 4.13. You doing all right? You guys are doing good. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We're going to read all the way to 18, and we're going to read it in the King James, okay? So let her pull it up, and you guys read it with me, okay? Now watch this. We, are you pulling this in? So here's what I'm trying to say. Faith in the right tense. Does that make sense? I'm going to show you how to believe you receive when you pray is what I'm gonna show you to do. I'm gonna show you exactly what a lot of you know. To give me a time and give me a date and tell me when you released it and don't take your faith off of it. Because the minute you take your faith off of it, you know what you do? You stop your faith from working. Faith is what, remember Luke, he said this, faith is a servant. Well, how do I keep my servant working? See, now people talk about this, faith is a belief. Well, belief's gotta keep working. Faith is a servant. Faith works for you. How do you keep your faith working? You keep pressure on it. Paul understood it. I'm going to show you what Paul did, okay? The Apostle Paul knew he was talking about Romans. We're going to look a couple places. Just read this with me, okay? We're going to go slow. We have the same spirit of faith. Great. What's the same spirit of faith? According, uh, written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Speaking. Faith gets released by speaking. How do you release your faith? By what you speak. By what you say. You got to keep your saying right, right? Keep going. Keep going. Here we go, right? Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall also raise us, Jesus shall also be present with you. Great. Keep going. For all things 
that are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through thanksgiving of many renown to the glory of God. Great. For which cause we faint not. Now don't faint. Don't faint before your promise. What does the Bible say? You will reap if you don't faint. Just don't quit. Don't quit on the promise. Don't quit on the word. Don't quit. But I know why sometimes you feel like packing it in. Because I'm doing what I know to do, and it doesn't look like anything I'm doing is changing what I'm doing. So how in the heaven is what I'm doing working? So now I got to go, well, what am I doing? I'm obviously doing it wrong. So what do you do? Watch this. We'll take some of the old faith teachers. You pray, and you believe, and then it doesn't look like anything happens. So you go back and pray and believe about the same thing 27 times, different ways. And we think just because we prayed about it 1,900 times, God's going to be bombarded in heaven by the, the agonizing you, bugging God, bugging God, bugging God, and now God's hit a magic meter in heaven, now he's going to give it to you. Ain't wrong. That God don't work like that. God doesn't do it because you're abundance of prayer. Okay, let me break another one for you. I don't need a prayer. I don't need 50,000 people praying about one thing. That's great. If everybody wants to agree, that's wonderful. Out of the 50,000 prayers, 45,000 will be unbelief. And five people will probably get through with faith. You understand what I'm saying? Look, you don't need nine million people praying for you. You need one person with faith changing your world. Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? This is what it is. So I'm going to show you how to do this now. Let's stay here. I'm not saying we, we like intercession. You know, pray for me. I want you to pray for me. You know what I'm saying. For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He's saying, look, he said, your outward things are changing, but inward things are getting strong. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Now watch this. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, Work it for us a far more exceeding eternal way to glory. Just say, look, you're going to go through some stuff. It's a light affliction. Okay? Don't feel light when you're going through it. But when you're on the other side looking back at it, you're like, hey, I got it. But now we're talking about the new stuff. Now, look at 18. 18 is going to get you. Now, write this down. Write these down. Make sure you put them in your notes. You're going to go back over these. While we look, not at the things we're just seeing. Now, watch. You better stay. I need your energy. Give me 15, 20 minutes of this. While we look, not at things which are what? So let me get you right here. Come on, Christian, look at me. The stuff you're looking at is real. Number one place with a the Christian, they all live in denial. It's not really there. It's there. Stop living this delusional world you think you live in. It's there. It might be temporal, but it's there. God says it's so much there, he wants you to stop looking at it. My God in heaven, if I get you to stop looking at it, I can get you over. That's what it wants. It wants your attention. It wants your attention. What does this circumstance and the lies in enemy? He wants your attention. So he's got your focus off of what your focus should be on and put your focus on him and his problem. He's an illusionist. He lives in illusion. When the devil speaks lies, he speaks of himself. You see this? He's the master of illusion. The Bible says that he is, the, he, when the, when, exactly when God is done, he goes, you're the one who deceived the world? He's, the deception is number one rule. He's trying to deceive you. What it wants is it wants your attention. The things of the earth want your attention. Look at me, look at me. While we look not at the things which are seen, what does that mean? So the thing that's seen can be seen. You'll get it on the ride home. You should get it in the building. What am I saying? What you see, that bank account, what you see is there. That doctor report, what you see is there. Don't live in this denial nonsense. But here's the great news. But at the things which are not seen, he's saying, take your eyes off of what you're seeing and put your eyes where I want you to see someplace else. 
You see that? You see that? Did you see that? I, it's there. Go, oh, you're there? But I ain't looking at you. I'm looking over there. Woo! Woo! You see it? You see that? Look, I'm going to show you. We got him in here. PL was with me. I'll show you how to do it, right? Watch. Watch. For the things which are seen. Those things are temporal. What's that mean? They subject to change. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. He said, stop looking at what you see. Stop looking at the paperwork. Stop looking at the problem. It's there. I ain't there. It's not there. It's really mad. No, it's there. It's there. It's there. I'm trying to show you. It's there. Don't give me this. Well, it's not. It's not. It's, you know, everybody got to got all fancy terminology. It's, you know, it's not the truth. It's a fact. But a fact, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It's there. Yeah. Care about none of that. You want to call it a fact? You want to call it whatever? It's not the truth? Great. Wonderful. Whatever. Get it right in your head that that is not what you're supposed to be looking at. You understand me? That ain't what you're supposed to focus on. You don't fo- It's there, but don't focus on it. It's like, hey, look at this phone, right? If I borrow your phone, here's your phone. It's orange, right? You see it? He's saying, hey, it's there. It's real. It's a phone. You can hit it. You hear it. It's real. But I don't want you looking at this. Look at this. Don't look at this. Look at this. Look at that promise. Stop. Get your eyes off this. Get your eyes off the doctor report. Get your eyes off the problem. Get the eyes off the drama. Get your eyes off the sick. Get your eyes off the messed up marriage. Get your eyes off the jacked up finances. Get your eyes off your mental game. Get your mind off the fear. Get your mind off the stuff. Get your mind off of it. Get your mind off of it. Discipline yourself. Get your mind off of it. Don't say that. Get your mind off of it and do what? He said, hey, why? Because that's subject to change. I can change that. I can change that. It's temporal. Subject to change. But what changes it? Eternal. Oh, now here we go. Well, what's eternal? My word. My word is eternal. He wants you looking on that word. What's the word say about your temporal situation? Now, here's where the rubber's going to be thrown for some people, okay? Because you're going, okay, I see what you're saying. It's there. Everybody say, see what I'm saying? Don't say it. It's, but it is there. It's there. You can say it. Ain't no big deal. It's there. That's the number one rule of thumb with people. They, they don't want to face it. They, well, it ain't really there. We don't got no problems. No, you got problems. Now, get them problems where they need to be. But that problem's temporal. I can change it with eternal substance. Now, here's the big thing. Where's that eternal substance? It's in heavenly places in Christ. You understand that now? Now watch this. It's in the gospel. It's in the word. And the word is the spirit. Jesus was the word and the word became flesh. It's in your spirit. It's in that perfect place. Now we got to get what's in your spirit to go through your soul to get over in your body so we got manifestation. So it's going to take faith. You understand that? You understand what I'm saying? It ain't hard. But here's the thing. It's hard when you're walking it out. But here's the thing. We don't have to understand exactly how he does it. Just know the word is the connector to get it over. Does that make sense? It's the word of God. That's why the devil wants your attention. That's why he wants your attention. That's why he wants you mind dealing all day. He wants your attention. So the only thing you could see is the drama and the trouble in front of you. When all the while God's like, hey, look at my word. 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 Get over here and the substance that can change what you're feeling. Get over here and the substance that can change right here. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. So faith works in the not seen realm. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to be crazy for you. Faith doesn't work in the seen realm.
Faith doesn't work in the seen realm. Birds don't, birds don't live underwater. Fish don't fly in the sky for long. That's not where they operate. So why are you in the realm of the seen looking for faith? It doesn't work in that realm. It works in a different realm. Its job is done when it shows up in the seen realm. I like to say this. When faith's job is finished, it actually manifests in the truth in the seen realm. Faith works in the unseen realm, and the minute it shows up in the seen realm, it becomes truth. And that's why you don't live on facts, you live on truth. You see what I'm saying? So now watch this. So I don't care how we do it. I don't care how you want to paint the picture. I care less. I just want you to win. So I don't care how you do it. I care less. Oh, I understand it theologically. I don't even understand it theologically. I'm preaching it. I'm just going to show you how to do it. You know what? If I bring my broke car there and I say, hey, Paul, fix it, I don't care how he fix it. I just want to leave with the thing running. He might be like, I had to rewire the whole thing. Great, wonderful. Can I drive it? Does the air conditioning work? Hallelujah, amen. You know, I don't care about the 19 hours. He brought me there. He was showing me stuff that was messed up. He took, well, some of these things take 20 hours to fix maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. You care? I just want to drive it. <laughs> He's over there diagnosing it, putting it together. Let me tell you what. I, does it run? Does it run? Thank you for the explanation. I really appreciate it. Does it run? I just need results, baby. I don't need the operation manual. And you understand what I, he understands what I'm saying. Yeah, you want to know about your car, but I don't, I don't care how all this stuff works. Just show me how to do it, Pastor Chris. How do I get this stuff to work? Because I'm tired of not working it. I'm showing you. Did you pull that in? So you see that? Okay, now watch. We're not done. Go to Romans 4. Now when you go to Romans 4, 16, you can see how God did it. And then I'm going to show you how to do it. We'll wrap it up and you'll see it. Okay, is that all right? Because this is what you got to understand. Because this is the things people don't, people don't get sometimes. And it's not because of us, guys. It's because we got to teach it. Go to Romans 4, 16. You're going to see it, okay? And I, I was going to get into all this other stuff, but I'll do that next week. Okay, go to Romans 4, 16. When you see this, we can do it in King James. That's great, okay? So you guys understand, what I see, I can change. Everybody say, what I see, I can change. I can change everything. You just got to have the right material. Faith, okay, right? Now watch this. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. That's you and me. Now, he's explaining to you faith and grace work together. Now, grace has an element to play in this. You don't want to know what grace's element is? That's what God wants for you. Grace tapped into redemption and everything God wants for me and you, he laid up for us. Does that make sense? Great. Whose idea was it to just come and save you? God's idea. Whose idea was it to give you this blessed life? God's idea. That was, that was redemption through Jesus Christ because of grace and God. So all grace provided, you were saved by grace through faith. So faith just accesses or appropriates what grace has already provided. It's already done. Did you get that? You ain't got to do it. You ain't got to beg. You ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is believe. You ain't got to do nothing but believe. That's all you got to do is believe. You understand me? You, oh, my God. You can't undo it with your sin. He did run away with sin. He sin, nailed sin on the cross. That's why. Stop believing the devil. He's crazy. Oh, you know, you're a sinner. And stop talking stupid about yourself. Some of you go to these weak, pablum pumping churches. And well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Hush your mouth. 
You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Don't come out here with me. I'm dangerous, man. I'm like a ninja in the spirit. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a little baby. No, you ain't. You were the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My God in heaven. You the you didn't get no baby. You didn't get no baby Holy Ghost. I got a little Holy Ghost. I got the fullness thereof. Amen. I got deed in my body. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost living there. You become listen to me, man. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I may, you know, all falling short of the glory of God. Hush your mouth. Read the whole thing. Falling short of the glory of God, you are the glory of God now. Indwelt in the presence of God. Stop living weaker than and beneath who you are in Christ. You know why people want to talk like that? So they can just live in their defeat. Never rise up to another level. Dominator. The devil's scared of you, man. Yeah, man, they said, man, I don't even want to start telling Brother Norval stories. You all get scared and want to leave. Brother Norval, I said, what'd you do when they stuck you in a nut house? He lived in a nut house 24 hours. He stood in there. Kid was crazy. He lost his mind. He said he stood there with one foot. I said, what'd you say? I said, I'm not saying funny. Kid lost his mind. He said, Brother Norval, he stood there like this. Let me do it so they can see it. Right? He said he was on one foot for six hours. He looked like this. Had one foot, and the kid stuck like this. Stuck for six hours. I go, what did you do? He said, I left. I told him, leave me in here with him. I said, that's the first mistake. I would have been like, you stay in here. I'm leaving. No, he said, I got his mind to go back in his head. I was like, I'm not laughing. Thank God he did it. I said, what do you mean you got his mind back? He said, I told the devil he can't have him. I said, what would you say? He said, I stood there for 24 hours and commanded his mind to come back into his body. I said, wait a minute, bro. Wait, I'm not, please, I'm not laughing. But I was like, you did what? Man, I felt like punching myself. I said, you did what? He said, I commanded him to let go of his mind. I said, I don't know what you know, but God Almighty, I better learn it quick. What do you mean you commanded it? Who talks like this? That was Kenneth Hagin, too. Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Hagin was, oh, my God, he was... Them guys were like, he started talking. I was like, what? He said, I prayed, and if three days, this is what this dude said. I almost fell out. He said, I prayed, and in three days, if I didn't get an answer to my prayer or something changed, he said, I checked my love walk because I knew something was off. I said, three days? I've been waiting 365 days. I ain't even got a wind of the Holy Ghost. You talking about three days. What kind of, what kind of stuff are you guys doing that I'm not doing? Because I don't know what you know. Because if you wait, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I knew something was off. I said, something's off. I said, my life, I might not be saved if something's off. They were at another level living this life. They saw something you didn't see. They lived a different mindset. And I said, okay, I got to get better at this. You know, I got I to gotta think like they think. I got I to gotta get in this zone or so. I don't know. And I'll try. Look, we're doing. Now, look, I'm not trying to, you know, beat you down there. What I'm saying is this. These guys are talking all you think they were living? I'm just a sinner saved by grace, bro. They were living. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm walking in the power and authority. The earth's never seen. You're the God man and woman in the earth. My God in heaven. Come on, somebody. T.L. Osborne, he messed me up the worst. He gets off the plane in Africa. He said, I got off the plane in Africa. The minute my foot hit the ground, I told the devil he got to leave the continent. I'm here. <laughs> I said, to, you're here. Who are you? Oh, you. Then my buddy, my buddy went to preach for Benson Idahosa, the bishop in Africa. He said there was 26 limos, Mercedes. They said, what in the world here? They said, the bishop's here. The bishop's here. He ran, he ran Nigeria. When he showed up, he said, the earth shook. 
These guys are walking in power, man. He said, I went to Morris Cirillo conference. He got up and the whole atmosphere changed. Watch God show up in this room. You watch. He lo- you think, oh, this guy's just talking. Yeah? Prove what I'm talking ain't true. Showed up. And when he showed up, he said electricity hit the atmosphere because the man of God was here. Carrying something to change people that were destined to get nowhere without the anointing. My God. We don't talk. What you mean? These guys ain't walking around thinking they're messed up. Less than. Not enough. How you going to set somebody free? You not enough. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You got to believe what he said about you. You got to speak what he said about you. You got to rise up and take your place about what God said about you, not me, you. Oh, you know, don't get too extreme. Believe what he said about you. God's living in you. Looking to do exploits through you. Looking to do miracles through you. Looking to do... Signs and wonders through you. Come on, that's that's the stuff. But look, look right here. Just stay here, okay? But this is how you go. You got to have faith-filled words. Look right here. So just p- p- pop that up there. Therefore, it is a faith. See that? You got faith, man. I'll tell you right here now. Keep faith in your mouth. Now I'm gonna show you how to fix this thing because a lot of us we talking all this one minute faith, one minute unbelief. We can fix all that because we didn't know how to operate it. And I wasn't talking like that just to get you. I'm talking about, what you mean, carrying something tangible? Jeez, you, you're carrying something tangible. You are. You're carrying God. You know, God didn't show up in the building because he just hangs out here. He came with you. You. You're, don't you know you're not? Your body's the temple of the living God? You are carrying God. God came in here with you. How much God we get in the building is up to you. Now, he'll show up on his own, but you know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit. Let me, because we got to go. That. It might be by grace. You understand that? Grace provided it. Faith. Ex- fra- grace provided it. Faith accepts it for your life. Does that make sense? So Jesus died for everybody, right? He died for everybody across two thousand years ago. If you come in here today and get saved, you just took your faith and tapped into grace and what it's provided, salvation. That's all it is. You see it? I believe it today. Great. Today's your day. Today is the day of salvation. Today you decide to believe it's your day. It's already laid up. Healing's laid up. It's all laid up. It's all done. Just take it with faith. Just grab it. You ain't got to do I got it. Good. Right? Now watch this. To the end, the promise might be short to all the seed. Who's the seed? You are the seed of Abraham. These promises are short to all of us. That not only which is of the law, but also that which is of the faith of Abraham. Are you the faith of Abraham? Now there's that thing. Got the blessing of Abraham. Now we got the faith of Abraham. How do we get the faith of Abraham? Because he's the first guy to believe God. You the second one. Come on, somebody. All you got to do is eat it. This joker got, look, this joker's got so many questions. This is the problem. Well, what if I question God? Abraham don't even know he's God. <laughs> Who are you? How do I know this can be? Show me outside. Look at the stars in the sky. How do I know? Oh, my God. He lied. He laughed at God. Come on, man. There's hope for you. Relax. Right? Of us all. Look at verse 17. As it is written. As it is written. He, li- he living off the pages, man. Now, you better get that. There's a, mir- there's, a mir- there's a million dollar nugget in there for your life. As it is written. He don't care what you look like. He only knows what's been written about you. As it is written, I have made thee the father. Man. As it is written about you. 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 That's how he sees you. He don't look at your performance. He just says, as it has been written about you, that's what I expect out of you. That's the life you can have. 
He said, uh, listen, Abraham. He said, Abraham, you don't even know who you are, Abraham. I ain't going to let you tell me who you are. I just see you the way I wrote about you. How you see you does not determine how I see you, because how you see you is nowhere as where I see you. <laughs> so I don't even respond to you where you think you are. I just talk to you where I put you. In the pages of the book. Oh, my God. Don't let me go there. Before in whom believe even God. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, look, before him who he believed, even God, who quickened it to death. Now, this is how God talks. I don't want to start talking all that stuff. I'm not going to call those things that be not as though they are. That's weird. Okay, you just call it the way you see it, but I'm going to be like God. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were. Well, that's weird. My friends are going to think I'm weird. Well, good. You be weird with your friends. And I'll be like God. Now, okay, if you call it, listen, read the Bible. I'm not, I didn't got no copyright on this. Read the Bible. Even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So wait, 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 wait. Calls those things that be, so I guess they're not here yet. So God doesn't live in here he lives in faith. So he knows that faith isn't living off of what it sees. It lives off of what it says. Because what you see is temporal, but what you say is eternal. You better get that. It takes you out of the realm of reality and puts you in faith's reality. Now watch now. I know you all love me. He's like, I don't know. Pastor Chris is losing me. I'm not losing you. And God calleth those things which be not as they are. So let me give you the wrap-up. Okay. I can give you 18. You want to see 18? Let me give you 18 just to make you happy. Then you go to Mark eleven twenty three, and I'll wrap the whole deal up. Who against hope believed in hope. It don't look, it's hopeless. Good. That's when it works the best. <laughs> I'm just leaving. You ain't ready for me. I told you I oh, should have got up early or something. I'm going home. Me and coach are leaving, going to lunch. Did you hear what I said? I don't know. Some of you look at me like you don't understand what time zone I'm in. I don't know. Thank God I ain't living by what your face looks like because I don't know if half of you with me. I love you. Who, I'm trying to be real. Who against hope. He's saying, look, you know what he's saying? This is what Abraham was stuck with. I'm 99. She's 100. How in the world are we going to have a baby? That's what was up, bro. They didn't have no Viagra and that stuff. I don't know. Whatever. That was funny. I don't know how you didn't laugh there. Oh, these people are a tough crowd today, man. Put it together. That was funny. Wasn't that funny? You could use that. You could say the preacher said, all the guys are like, amen. All the ladies are like, I don't believe he just said that. <laughs> Look, lighten up. Well, you all got to, you guys, man, you guys, I know how you talk at the house. Now you're all like, oh, God, we're all holy. You ain't that holy. I know some of you. Okay, so let's just stop with the holiness card. All right. He's 99 years old. She's a hundred. He goes, her womb can't even produce. How in the heaven are we going to have a baby? This is hopeless. That's why he's doubting what God can do, because on paper, what God's saying he could do can't be done. Are you getting it? And he goes, hopeless, but against hope, if you tell me to believe, I'll believe. Did you see it? You see what he's saying? Oh, we got no hope for you. Great. This is when it works the best. <laughs> This guy's like, she's 100, I'm 99. I'm going, hey, we ain't got no shot, babe. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let's roll the dice. What do we got? Let's just keep practicing. Hey, amen. That was funny, too. You're all behind me today. That wasn't funny. Hey, come on. Fun. That's funny. That's funny, right? Hey, let's just go. I guess God wants us to practice. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? Believe him. Against hope, he believed in hope. And what? And what? The father of many nations. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. spoken. Oh, so he said, you're not supposed to live off of what you see. You got to live off of what's been spoken. You get that? They didn't get it. Some of them got it. I'm going to do it again, though, because they know. Say, I'm good at this. Let's do it again. Who against hope. You better pay attention. You missed this thing. Who against hope believed in that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So he's just living off of what's been spoken. What did I tell you? Faith is found in the spoken, not in the seen. He didn't go say, this is what I see. He didn't care what he saw. He was going off there what he heard. I did it with the pages. You're going to be the father of many nations. Father of many nations. How's, don't look at what you see. Look at what's been written in the book about you. Ah, did you get that? You better, you're looking, you're all, you get that? You taking notes? You better, you better get that. Did you get that? Did you get what I just said? He didn't say go look. He said go. Let's do it one more time because you got to catch up. You better, call, you better go to sleep early on Saturday. I'm not, I didn't come here. You, I told you, you know, I told these guys, some of them love it. I said, you pay me to, to get ready. Okay, go so. What do you do for, who does, okay, Billy does camera security. You need, you need security stuff? Go see Billy. He's the best. I got, I got things in my house. So you come by my house, motion lights go off. I can talk to you too. It's cool. I, I scared the kids one day. I think I scared Lauren one day. She was in the backyard and it was light. And I was like, hey, what are you doing in my yard? And it came through the day. She's like, oh my God, the light comes on. Billy does cameras, right? So on my phone, I got that thing, right? So if I was out of town, I'm going to go out of town or do something, I get this notification, somebody's in by my house, stuff's going off. Y'all got it. Some of you know what I'm saying. Billy does care. You need Billy, go see Billy. Billy, make sure your house is safe and all that stuff if you want it, right? If Billy comes to my house, he gives me this app, and I post it, and next thing you know, I'm getting like, you know, the restaurant down the block on the screen, and they got nothing to do with my house. How many know Billy didn't do his job? You see what, you see what I'm saying? If I don't come here with something to present to you, I obviously didn't do my job. Mark gets your restaurant equipment. You need things, ovens, ovens. He do it. He got it. He's the best restaurant guy going. He gets your restaurant. You got a restaurant. You need equipment. Go see Mark. He gets you anything you need, right? If he goes, hey, Mark, I need this, and he shows up with bagels, bro, he didn't do his job. <laughs> now, the bagels before the sale is great. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't come here not prepared. Right. I come here to put something in front of you. You better be ready. Yeah. Grab what I'm telling you because it's for you. I don't even care if you believe it. Believe what I tell you, it'll work for you. I'm not picking on you, but don't come in here like, I got to, I'm thinking if I, let me, let me think about, no, don't think about nothing. Just receive what I'm telling you. See what I'm saying? So now dial in and I'm going to get you out of here. Against hope, believed in hope, and what? That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was, so you know where he put his faith in? What was spoken, not what was seen. Where do you think you're supposed to put your faith in what was spoken, not what you see? That's how he got it. He didn't look at what was seen because what was seen couldn't produce what was spoken. But what was spoken can change what is seen. <laughs> you see it? Yeah. 
You see it? Ain't nothing. This makes you a loaded gun, man. Why? You're like this. I don't care what I see. I can change what I see. I don't care what situation you drop me in. I can change the atmosphere. I don't care where you put me. I can change the world. You can drop me in the middle of nowhere. I'll create it to become somewhere because I'm not looking at what I see. I'm looking at what's been spoken. What's been spoken. I could change it. Be changed. Because I got substance from a different planet. Changes the natural planet because this is temporal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word is going to last forever. I could take eternal and change temporal. Now, here's the problem. We lose it because we don't understand the process. Here's the process. Go to Mark 11, 23, 24. I'm going to let you go. Write them down. Mark 11, 23, and 24 is going to change your life. You're going to see it like you've never seen it before. Okay? Because I want to keep the pressure of faith on your promise until you manifest. You right with that? You know, this is like a full course meal here. Yeah, people are like, oh my God, my head hurts. This guy's been preaching and telling me all this. How, uh, time's this over. <laughs> what, time, what time is this going to be over? Is he almost done? I'm done. But you should be, you should be, you should be, you should be, get this. I'm going to show you how to do it. Right here. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be the, now whosoever shall say, say, everybody say, 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 say. You got to do a lot more saying. You ain't doing enough saying. Everybody in this building ain't doing enough saying. Whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Come on. Right? And what? And what? And, and shall what? Whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast as it, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe what? Shall believe that those things, those things, go back, those live see things, those things, those things, those things, those things, those things. Faith is the substance of things. Faith is the substance. Speak those faith things you want to see. Speak those faith things you want to see. Nothing else. Believe that those things which you see, those things, believe and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said, he said. Not the God stuff he said. God does everything he said. The question is, do you believe you can do what you say? You believe God can do what you say? He didn't say what God said. He said what you said. Whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. He shall have whatsoever he said. Not what God said. You ain't going to get nothing what God said until you start saying what God said about your situations. Well, God said it, big deal. God said a lot of stuff. I know that seems a little bit aggressive, but big deal. Big deal what God said. Who cares what God said? That's not arrogance nor rudeness. God said. Great. God said a lot of stuff. How about God said? What do you say about what God said? Because if you say something different than God said, we're going to get what you say and not what God said. That's how much power you got. Did you get there? God said. That's great. So God said. What do you say about what God said? Because that's what we're, you're going to get, what you say, not what God said. You see this? You see this? I'm broke. Yeah, you broke. You staying broke. I don't care if God said you're rich. You broke. I'm sick. Good. Stay sick. You're going to stay sick. Stop saying you're sick. Now, I didn't tell you not to say, yeah, if you're sick, you're sick. But don't you, once you ever, okay, here's what it is. I got this report. I got, yeah, it says you're sick. Guess what? Stop living in denial like these goofy Christians and pretend it ain't there. It's temporal. I can change it. 
I got eight minutes to live. Guess what? I got one minute miracles. We got plenty of time. Yeah, I ain't worried about no time. Well, how much time we got? Who cares? We'll keep life in you till time keeps you alive. Who cares? Come on, you see this? Now look at verse 24. I'm going to got to show you this. Look at verse 24. Pop that up there because this is a big one. Now I got to show you this. Therefore I say, therefore I say to you, what things soever. There you go again. What, what? What, what? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. What things? What things do you desire? You see it? What things? What kind of things? Faith things. What things? What things? What things? You desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall. Okay, now right there, stop. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, 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 this ain't no play on words. Catch what I'm saying. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God, now right away, you think like, ooh, ooh, keep the tense right. Okay? Shall have. Shall have, shall have. Believe you receive, shall have. You see this? This is what people do. People go in, I believe, I got it. Well, give it to me if you got it. And the biggest mistake is what? We go back and we see something that says something different than what we believe we received and we think it didn't work. You better listen to me for the next three minutes to change your life. Pay attention. And I know you are. Well, I believed I received when I prayed. Great. But guess what? Now, the money thing's easy, so just bear with me. I believe I received 100 grand. Joe goes, hey, can I have five grand? I go, uh, Oliver goes, hey, can I have five grand? Uh, uh, PL goes, hey, can I have five grand? Uh, 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 oh, I thought you got it. No, I believed I received, and I shall have. I did it with this building. I rode by, we were in here, I believe, every time I made the left-hand turn, I go over here, I come up from Nova, I go up, I make the left, the kids will tell you like clock, here he goes. I would do it every time I made the left. Thank you, Father, that we believe we received when we prayed. I believed I received when I prayed, and I just want to thank you, and I want to remind you what I believed I received. You know the day I said I got it is the day they brought me the keys. Because I didn't have nothing until they put the keys in my hand. Now I got it. That's the problem with the tense of faith. We take the pressure off it because we go like this. Well, I got it. Well, if you got it, give it to me. And this is what you do. Now, listen, I know it might sound weird, and I don't really care it works, so I don't really want to get into all the details. This is what you do. I believe I got it. Then you go back to the doctor. The doctor says it looks worse. And you go, well, I guess I didn't get what I thought I had, so I quit on what I thought I got. So you can't discourage me. You see it? Do you see it? You can't discourage my faith because my faith is not in nothing but what I believe. I believe I received when I prayed. And then we what? We document and date it. Document and date it. You understand that? That means get a date and get a time. 12-14 on May 16th, I believed I received. Document it and date it. We got one here. I'll give you one, right? Right before we got in there, I don't know who's watching online, so I pray it's okay to talk about this. But it was, uh, I don't remember what it was, February, January, we get a phone call, somebody in the church, baby, whole deal, la, 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 stuff going on. They're like, I got paperwork from the hospital in my desk. 
that they measured things, they said, this is not good. This is going to turn out really bad. I got on my desk. We were in the house. I can tell you where it was. I looked at the clock. We agreed. Everybody agreed. I said, that's not going to be so. So I said, we dated it. We timed it. We went our right way. They were like to the point where stuff was bad, okay? They might be watching. And I was like, no, I'm not, ta- I'm not settling for this. It wasn't me. It was God. It's God's best. We dated me document. They were like to the point they didn't know what to do. Me, 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 me and Lizzie were there. We were, everybody prayed. Mom, dad, grandma, everybody. Everybody got involved. But we prayed. We released faith at a certain time. I said, I release my faith now. I don't care what anybody said from there. We believe we received when we prayed. What did they say when they went back to the specialist? I don't care what he said. He could tell me whatever we understand. There's natural stuff. But I believed I received when I prayed. There's paperwork that came back thereafter, months later. They said, everything's perfectly fine. Everything's perfectly fine. The baby's going to be perfect. Okay? Now, listen, I understand. And I go, okay, great. But I, guess, when, guess what? When, when, we, when we're there, I'm going to be like, okay, now we got it. I think what we do is this, and I don't know how to explain it, and I don't really care if I explain it right. I just need you to get the gist of it. I got it. Well, then faith doesn't have pressure no more. Because if faith's got it, faith doesn't need to be used anymore because faith only works in the unseen. So all you got to say is this. I believe that where I received when I prayed. It's not a play on words. It's not some kind of weird thing. It's keeping the tense right. Because then when the circumstances don't look like they're changing, you don't take off your faith of what you think you received. Because I shall have. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I believed I received when I prayed. So if you believe when you prayed, then I don't have to get nervous about what I see when I prayed because I know God's working on the manifestation of what I believed I received when I prayed it. So if I believe I received today and six months from now, it don't, and trust me, it took me four years. It didn't look like everything I believed I received when I prayed was coming to pass, but I didn't care. All I kept doing was thanking God for what I, and I said, God, I thank you that I believe I received when I prayed. And I just want to remind you that I ain't letting go of what I believed I received when I prayed, when I prayed, because I knew you heard me and I know that you're okay with it. And then when it looked like things were waffling or things were wavering, or look, I didn't go say, oh, God, what are you doing? I would go tell him every day if I needed to. I just want to let you know I believed I received when I prayed. I wish to God I would have had the date. I didn't do I wasn't smart enough then. I didn't have the date. Man, you know what I do now? She'll tell you. I do it right now. Uh, on May the 15th at 1253, we believed we received. Every time my faith tries to waffle, I bring it back to the promise of where I release faith. And out of my mouth, I thank God for what I believe. I received when I prayed, and I got news for you. When the thing comes walking through the door, I'm going to go, I got it. When the thing hits your bank account, you're going to go, I got it. Then you put faith on another project because faith is a servant. It works for you. Keep it in the field. Work it. Work it. And then when you start down, oh, my God, it's worse. I believed I received when I prayed. It shall come. Amen. It shall come. And when it hits your hand, I got it now. Once it hits, guess what? When the 100 grand hits my hand, I'm going to Oliver's house. Going to PL's house. Come on. I'm going to your house. Why? You see it? You see it? Because, Junior, I can break it off when it's in my pocket. I can't break off magic money. Come on. It's got to materialize in the seed realm. That's when all the doubts go away. You got to stand there. So this is what you do. You, do- you date it. You document it. And then every time six months around, you go back. 
May 16, 12, 18, I released my faith. Or Robert's been teaching it to the whole body of Christ. He called it the point of contact. The point of contact when faith gets released in the promises of God. All I know it does, it keeps my faith in the proper tense of pressure. Because that's what he did in Romans. He kept giving thanksgiving to God. So just when he would get weird and staggering not at the promise of God through unbelief, he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong faith keeps thanking God, even when a waver. And it brings you back to that pressure. Oh, I'm telling you, that's good teaching. That's what Brother Hagin was talking about, the switch of faith. When Kenneth Hagin quoted, you want to hear this? When Kenneth Hagin quoted, he was in Rochester, New York. He prayed for a blind lady. The blind lady's eyes popped open. He went on down the line. He prayed for the little boy with the club feet. We prayed for the little boy with club feet. He was in Rochester, New York. He said, I never said these words before in my life. When power left my body, he said, I told the mom and dad. He said, I never said this before in my life. He said, keep the switch of faith turned on. He said, I never understood what that meant. He said, I never said it before. So he goes this, and he said these words, never forget him as long as I live. He said, every time you think of it, say. Every time you think of it, say. He told the little mommy with the, with the baby with the club feet. He said, the, the little club feet. And he said, I prayed for that blind lady. Her eyes popped open. He said, I didn't feel as much power leave my body as it left when I prayed for your little boy. He said, every time you think of it, say, thank you, God, the power of God's working in this child, the healing and the cure. Every time you think of it, say. Every time you think of it, say. Every time you think of what? Every time doubt tries to get in your mind about what the promise of God said, say out of your mouth. Thank you, God, that the power of God is working a healing and a cure. Thank you, God, the power of God is working miracles in my life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Say, I thank you, God. I believe I receive when I pray. What? Keep it activated with your mouth because faith is voice activated. Keep it going. So that's how he did it. And that's how you're going to do it. Amen? Is that okay? You see what I'm saying? Keep it activated. So you got to pray for some people in here today. Let's do that. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.